Good morning. It's Tuesday, April 12th. We are entering into earnings seasons. I've got a ton of notes. Uh, I am going to, it's 818 now. I'm definitely going to talk into the uh, inflation numbers that come out. So CNBC's covering that like September 11th. So um, I'll be talking about that. Uh, big news yesterday. Kramer says, uh, Kramer, uh, and I'm a big fan of the inverse Kramer. Um, I love that it gets under Jim Cramer's skin so much. He he's he's begged Elon, "Hey, this is what we have to fix," and blah blah blah. Whatever, Jim Cramer, moron. Um, he says Selfang. He's got all this week. He's got um trades uh, of growth gap at a reasonable rate and this peg ratio. And him and his analysts have analyze this stuff. They're going to pump this stuff up. Um, but there were six travel names last night and the two that, um, the, the two main ones, Expedia and booking holdings. He said he likes Expedia for the, um, the less risk adverse folks. Uh, what I see is this one on its way down. The, the MACD is going down. I don't see it, it crossing up anytime soon. The RSI is at 34. It's oversold. You're heading into earnings on May 2nd. Um, there is a gap down here at around 168. Today it's trading at 177. Probably wouldn't get in. Uh, let's look at booking holdings. Uh, BKNG is the number, uh, is the symbol. You'd be out of this one in the algorithm. Uh, I don't see a MACD cross up. I see it starting. The RSI is at 39. Um, I don't think that I'd get into this one today. Um, yeah, the, the, the volume shelf is right where it's at, uh, right at 2,169. Again, I don't know where he's getting this one. Marriott International. I don't even know the symbol on this one. MAR is the symbol on this one. Um, MACD is way down. The RSI is way down. Um, you know, it's using that 200 day as support, but. Uh, four times over the last couple of months, it, it's broken down there since December. Uh, specifically in March, it went all the way down to 145. Um, it's trading at 162 right now. I don't know that that's a great one. Um, Disney, <laughs> this guy loves to pump Disney. Um, and Disney is, is one that if you've purchased anything when Jim Cramer has pumped it, you've been losing. It's at 130. Now, the MACD is down. The RSI is at 33. Um, I would expect this one to probably go into the 120s before earnings. Uh, it's going to depend on what they say. But I do believe that this, this is a stock that basically, um, over the pandemic, was, and I agree with Jim Cramer on this one, it was valued in the pandemic as a um, pandemic play uh, because they had streaming with Disney Plus. Then when you opened up, it wanted to be valued as a reopening play, but it got valued as a um as a uh a covid play. So it's just been dragged down. I think a lot of the 170 and 180 prices um that were paid uh last year at, at about this time, uh I believe that was just bringing uh earnings forward. And I think with Chapek at the as the CEO over Iger, I just don't think he's handled things well. I think their management team is is piss poor at this point. So um, I have friends who work there. 
uh, have said the same thing. Morale, the parks are packed. Uh, I will tell you on earnings, the parks are just packed. Um, It is overcrowded. It is uncomfortable. It's not a fantastic experience. And people are paying top dollar. I can't imagine that this doesn't blow away earnings. Um, when you look at earnings, even on the last earnings, a dollar six, what you're going to have is you're going to have the focus. Well, what's Disney Shanghai doing? Because Disney Shanghai is shut down until further notice. Um, you know, hey, what what's Europe doing? Uh, Disney France, what's that one doing? So. I think you're going to get, well, what's the theatrical release window? I think you're going to get a lot more questions than a lot more uh, answers. Um, my guess is that this one trades in the 130 to 140 range. If you want to listen to Jim uh, Kramer, you can. His final reference was Darden Restaurants, which I, who eats at Olive Garden? And, and do these guys actually have an advantage now? Hell no, they don't have an advantage. They had the advantage when everything was closed. I can't believe that Jim Cramer thinks Darden Restaurants is a good opportunity. It just passed its ex-dividend date on April 7th. Um, They had their earnings. uh, And ever since earnings on March 23rd, they've been going down. The MACD is down. The RSI is down. I can't imagine this one going back up into the 150s. But if you want to take Jim Cramer's uh, uh, recommendation, uh, Cisco, S-Y-Y was another one of his recommendations. I don't believe in this one. Um, it did have a MACD cross up. You've been in this one since 79, but it's only at 84. So, you know, 5% move. But this one has traded all the way down to 67 uh, in, in November. And so it rode all the way up to 89. You're almost at 52-week highs at this one. I don't know that I'd necessarily get in, but... That's what he's uh, suggesting, sell Fang, uh, buy these kinds of restaurant reopenings. Well, I'm not a believer. So um, let's get into our stuff. Um, Oils. Oils are a big move this morning. Uh, Let's see where UCO is. And again, if you bought into the weakness, you're probably, um, you know, doing pretty well. Yesterday, UCO traded between 147 and 153. It's at 152. Uh, My guess is, I'm sorry, it closed at 152. It's at 158. My guess is you get to 165 today. Um, I think that's the tops of the range. I don't think it'll go much higher. What you're seeing is Shanghai is still in shutdown, but slightly opening. Uh, I think the, the Chinese have some type of knowledge as to uh, what uh, COVID, this new strain is that, that maybe the West doesn't know. You're seeing mask mandates in Philadelphia go back up. Um, masks, in my opinion, is just for the care of others. Um, if you care about other people, you wear a mask. If you don't, you know, you say F you, my life is more important than yours. Be a good human, put on a mask. Uh, that's just my take on it. But uh, so MRO, Marathon Oil is one that, that I was looking at yesterday. Um, this one uh, closed at 25.22. It's opening up at 25.63. Let's see where we are on the algorithm on this one. <clears throat> um, you would be out of this one, ironically, and it was April 7th at 25.28, it looks like. Um, 
you would have made, uh, well, you would have broken, broken even, it looks like, from your 24, yeah, it looks like 2471 was the buy-in on March 21st. The earnings are coming up on May 4th. Here's what I want you to know. Again, everything is priced in the market. So there is nothing that I'm telling you that isn't priced in the market. But the price of oil selling at $100 a barrel, these guys' earnings may come in way over the top. Um, I'm looking at the earnings for Marathon Oil um, back in February at $0.77 per share. Uh, in November, their earnings were thirty-nine cents per share. This is run from fifteen dollars all the way up to twenty-five. <clears throat> Again, everything is priced in the market. So MRO, I'll let you know. I'll put it on a uh, on a uh, a uh, list for me to look at. Uh, Boyle uh, is one. Let's look at Boyle. You'd be in. Let me just wait for the algorithm to run. Um, you would be in boil as of February 16th at 37.31. You are at 77 right now. Just FYI, that's double your money. You wouldn't be out. This one's still, still running. Um, boil, let's see, yesterday it closed at 77. Today it's opening up at 79. I won't even tell you where this one's a- able to run to because I have no idea. But the 52-week high is 97. Uh, that was back in October of 2021. Uh, I would be fairly careful of natural gas because you're leaving winter going to summer, which means natural gas demand goes down in summer because people don't need it to heat their homes. Uh, so um, let's look at uh, some, some podcast favorites. Simon Property Groups, uh, SPG. This one continues to slide. And I think I had mentioned you could get into this one. Um, the Bollinger Bands and pre-market are coming out. Uh, this one, you'd be out of it. You would have sold for a loss. I think, yeah, um, March 17th, I mentioned. Uh, 130.47, you would have gotten in. You would have sold for a loss of 0.3%. So uh, on April 6th, um, you're coming back up to that level. <clears throat> and I think you're going to see a cross up. These guys have earnings coming out on May 9th. I would not put it um, past these guys to turn this 50-day around. The 200-day is negative. I think between now and, and April uh, and May 9th, you're going to have an opportunity to buy this one. Uh, the volume level uh, for support in this one, let's move this back to its recent highs back in November. Uh, you're seeing volume levels probably about a 129. Uh, this one in pre-market is trading at 127. So uh, I, I, you know, again, <clears throat> you can try and time it and get it in before the MACD cross up. Uh, this one, the performance chart on the algorithm is not great. Performance is minus 13% between buy and hold is 127%. And the only reason is because this one has had such a, um, a big downturn and the MACD has crossed, again, my, my algorithm is based on MACD. So the, the MACD plays a huge part in that algorithm. And when it crosses up, you're going to see a buy. When it crosses down, uh, there's some moving averages in there. Uh, but this one has not particularly worked because the moving averages have not exactly been um, overriding the sales. 
So you've been buying on the way down with the, the cross up, but you have been also selling at losses on the way down. So that's why it's happened. And, and it's basically been this whole drawdown since November 23rd that you've seen this just choppy, choppy uh, run in the algorithm. I can, I can post the chart if you'd like, um, but that's, that's one that I do think, I believe in this one. This one, Simon Property Group, you're getting a 5% dividend on this one. So um, two that we are still into and that are still going up, CrowdStrike and Palo Alto Network. CrowdStrike is trading up at 225. We got into this one at 173, I think. Um, let's see where the algorithm is. There's a couple buys here. 182. I bought. I definitely bought there at 182. Um, there were a couple others at 190. There were some recent ones at 228, uh, 231. It had us sell out, ironically, of this one. Um, it looks like last Friday. It hasn't gotten us back in. But today, it probably will get us back in. I have not sold this one. I've been holding. Um, again, cybersecurity, in my mind, with all the wars going on, um, I, I think it's, it's just crucial that you hold on to these. These are long-term. These are one, my one-year plays. So uh, Palo Alto Networks, uh, we were in at 490 um, back in January, I believe. I think I, that's where I bought in. Today, we're at 610. Um, you'd still be in this one. There haven't been any sales on this one. So you'd still be in on this one. Um, the MACD is crossing down, but again, some moving averages that I use are above. So you'd still be in it. It's using the 200 day as support. The 50 day is still going up. You had a golden cross here on Mar March 3rd. Um, I would say you're still, uh, you probably wait to get into this one. My guess is wait till it gets under 600, but I'm holding this one. For quite a while. Again, this is a winner. Now, one of our losers, Shopify. Um, the month of April is a positive. Uh, I know that I posted a channel here that had a base of 642. We are down at 617 today. Um, they announced a 10 for one split that did absolutely nothing for the stock yesterday. You're still in a downward trajectory. So um, the MACD is crossing down. There uh, isn't a buy on this one. Uh, let's try and remove all annotations. I'm going to remove, uh, well, we're going to remove all annotations um, on our trend spider stuff. Uh, remove all annotations, yes. Um, so you had a sale here on April 7th, and I think that's where I said, okay, we can get in because the MACD kind of crossed up here, but um, it didn't. It crossed down. You, you would have made a 15% gain because... On March 10th, we had a buy-in at 567. Um, March set, April 7th, we had a, uh, a sale. So 567, those are our lows. The support level looks like it's about 510, 520. So um, if these moving averages don't turn around, my, my guess is we're probably retouching those. <clears throat> if you added to your, 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 your stock in Shopify, um, again, remember, you add 5%, 10%, just do it. Do it. I added yesterday with uh, JB Hunt. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but this one, I believe, is a good one. Um, JB Hunt. Let's let's look at JB Hunt. We'll get into shippers right now. Um, JB Hunt is one that. Uh, let's wait for the algorithm to to kind of run. It this is turned down from two hundred down to the one seventies. Um, it's trading at one seventy seventy eight. Let me see. Uh, JBHT, 
Um, let's look at this one. Inactive Trader Pro. My fingers will work. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of pre-market volume. Again, the 10-day volume in this one is 1.5 million. The 90-day average volume is 761,000. So you're not dealing with a large um, uh, float on this one. But the earnings per share, P ratio is 23, which is uh, pretty high. They are, are coming out with earnings on April 18th. So I bought this one into earnings. I did not buy this one based on the algorithm, but I'm seeing huge volume. And again, volume drives price. Um, and I'm seeing the, uh, the cross up here happening. I thought it was going to happen yesterday. It didn't happen yesterday. Yesterday morning, I completely missed this one. I think I bought um, uh, on the way down 179, 178, 176, um, so on, so on. So I'm in, let me see, I will tell you what my average purchase price is. I purchased my entire lot all day yesterday. Um, so my average purchase price is 173.70. So uh, it closed at 170 yesterday. I'm down 1.73%. I did not time this one very well. I wound up buying kind of at a higher range than I wanted to. Um, but Again, when I look at the algorithm on this one, I think it's just a matter of days um, before that one trades up a little bit. Um, highest inflation rate in 40 years. Uh, I'm seeing Bitcoin up 1%. We just passed, you know, I, I haven't been watching the news a little bit, but I guess uh, interest rates, inflation rates came in. So. Uh, but extend the gains. So we're extending gains. So it came in. The news was bad, it looks like. But uh, again, uh, we're fine. Everybody expected that one. Um, if you believed, uh, again, inflation is, oh, look at NVIDIA. So, wow. It looks like, let me look at my portfolio. Yeah. All the flyers are, are flying. Wow. Today's going to be a big up day. Um, that means as, and I was just going to talk about it. Uvixi was up 8% yesterday with the, uh, the craziness. Uh, SVixi is probably your play. Let me look real quick on active trader pro. Uh, SVixi is probably the play today. Um, looks like it closed at 5329. It's going to open up at 5370. Uvixi is probably down. I think today we're going to be flying. Yeah. Bond rates are dropping which means everything that I own is going to be going crazy um because I do still own large positions in in ARC and uh um Etsy and 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 Shopify and there's there's a lot that I own that's that's probably at risk with higher inflation rates but uh Uvixi is down at 13 here's what I want to tell you Uvixi at 13 is crazy the actual VIX is at 23. That VIX, with all of the volatility that you're seeing, will be at 30. It will go to 30 with uh, any kind of news out of Russia. You know, you've got the, 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 the Syrian, the, the mass, uh, what's the guy's name? Just the massacre of Syria. The guy who's leading the Russian army. I mean, it's getting worse. Um, there was Kyle Bass, who's an analyst, um, who's been a naysayer, by the way, since probably 2010, 
um, and has said, get out of China. Meanwhile, you've made a ton of money in China if you've been in there. Uh, I have lost money in China. Well, I've probably gained money over the years, but um, Neo is up. You know, again, you've got Shanghai opening. You've got some uh, analysts taking their stuff down. Kyle Bass yesterday said he thinks China in the next couple of months is going to invade Taiwan. I don't see that happening. You see the West um, putting sanctions on Russia, uh, killing the ruble, killing the the Russian stock market. Uh, I think China sees that. And knows that they're in no position to do that, especially with their uh, markets being taken down, their expectation on GDP to be slower. So um, in my mind, Uvixi is your play. I hate holding on to these. I like to play them um, for short term, uh, up to a few days. But Uvixi at 13, um, let's see. You know, Again, I don't think my algorithm performs super well in these. Um, but Uvixi is one. Uh, it's been trading, sliding down. And, and the reason is, you know, just over the years, it, it's been, you know, yeah, again, my performance chart on, on <clears throat> Uvixi is bad. Recently, it's been great. You've been making 13%, 4%, um, 1%. So, uh, but over a thousand candles, losing 97% versus buying and holding, you lost 97%. Again, these are uh, decaying value assets. So they take more um, uh, fees than they actually bring in. So you're trading this one on a short-term basis. Uh, you'd be in it at 1313 as of April 1st. So it hasn't gotten you out of that initial trade. Um, there's been a huge downturn on this one. And I think you could go to 20. But you're taking a chance on that one. Again, that's a complete chance. Um, so I wanted to bring that up. One that came up yesterday was AT&T. I, d- I posted a uh, reply to a, a tweet yesterday on AT&T. These are prices that you've seen back in uh, 1990s, early 2000s. So you have not been returned anything as a shareholder uh, for holding AT&T. Now, trading AT&T, you probably have done decently. Again, because this is going down so much, um, the algorithm has not performed well. Um, so you'd be in this one at 1754 on March 16th. Today you're at 19. That's a huge move on this one. Um, I don't want to say buy this one, uh, even though it's gapped up. The gap up here has more to do with their selling of, uh, of HBO Max to Discovery. So uh, you've got a gap here between 1880 and it looks like about 1837. My assumption is that's going to get covered. The move up is covering a gap that went from 1880 to 1907. You're trading at 1963. Let's see what you're going to open up at. Um, 18, oh, come on, AT&T. Um, you are opening up at 20. $20.06. So um, it's, you know, again, I wouldn't suggest this one. The The dividend yield is 5%, and that's typically why people have held this one is the dividend. But I, I can't imagine this one going further. Um, Bank of America is one. We're getting in, again, we're getting into earnings seasons, and it actually starts tomorrow morning. Bank of America is one that you have not, I have not triggered on the algorithm yet, but it's under 40. 
and they report, uh, let's see, Bank of America under 40 with a mass D cross up right before earnings. They report April 14th, which is Thursday. Um, my assumption is you're going to have a MACD cross up on this one. Now, the question with all the financials is not how are they going to do, because the assumption is that they will do well. Um, you know, they're, they're going to do Wells Fargo is the only um, one that perhaps has a bigger upside with some um, comments about their turnaround. But most of these should do well. Here's the problem. because And, and the reason I say they should do well is they've been beaten up. For instance, JP Morgan is down 16% year to date. Bank of America, um, let's see, January 1st, January 3rd, Bank of America was at 46. You're at 39. So uh, I think, again, um, rising interest rates typically help banks. But what hurts banks is a recession. And that's what's been killing these. Bank of America has a 2% dividend yield. It's trading at 1360 in the pre-market. Closed at 39. Uh, I'm sorry, 39.60. It closed at 39.59. So um, I think that these are great opportunities to get in there for an earnings bounce. It's just about picking the right ones. You've got tomorrow before the bell, uh, J.P. Morgan. You've got BlackRock. Um, those are the two uh, ones that I would say you could take a chance on. J.P. Morgan, um, that is going to determine probably a large portion of Thursday's earnings. But J.P. Morgan is trading at 133, uh, 133.33 actually in the pre-market. <clears throat> um, they've had a 10-day volume of 13 million shares per day. Uh, 90-day volume of 15 million. So you can see the tra shares traded have slowed down. Uh, the dividend yield on this one is 3%. Um, I do think that this is a great opportunity. Uh, Goldman Sachs is a great opportunity. Let's look at Goldman Sachs. There's one trader, um, one of the, the twin guys with the, the wacky hair on CNBC, um, the, the ponytail stuff. Uh, I forget. Nigerian. Nigerian. Uh, okay, so Goldman Sachs is reporting on April 13th, tomorrow. Um, yeah, Goldman Sachs tomorrow, before the bell. Uh, you, don't, you will have a MACD cross up here right before earnings. My assumption is that this one uh, goes from 320. Uh, if they don't, you know, there's some gaps here. The gaps between 330 and 334. The gap between 342 and 350. Again, the problem is, if these guys say something about uh, recession, all, 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 you know, all hands off deck, get them out because these are going to continue to fall. Um, so uh, tomorrow morning you have Wells, or tomorrow morning, again, you have JP Morgan, you have BlackRock. Uh, on Thursday, you have Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Citi, Morgan Stanley. The other one that you have um, on Thursday is Taiwan Semiconductor. Uh, TSMC, uh, is it Taiwan Semiconductor, TSM? I don't know. I have to look that one up. Uh, yeah, you do. TSM is on April 13th and is before the bell. I believe it's before the bell. Uh, let's look at real quick. Um, pre-market, yes. This one will determine AMD. This one will determine, uh, NVIDIA. This will determine Intel. This is going to be a catalyst for all of those. 
you've got a RSI at 28. Uh, this one was all the way up in January uh, at 140. You're trading at 97 today. Uh, the assumption is, again, um, if you go two weeks ago, a month ago, you went into Best Buy and you couldn't buy an NVIDIA chip uh, or an NVIDIA board. Um, you couldn't get anything. You go onto uh, eBay and these, the prices were just phenomenal. Now what you're starting to see is you can actually get these. And the assumption is going forward, you will start to see a glut of chips on the market. That's why these things are trading down. It has nothing to do with pricing power. They still do have pricing power. But if you have a glut of chips and you have a backlog where you haven't sold them, um, you, know, you do have a problem. So Taiwan Semi, in my mind, you know, I do hold AMD at 113. And uh, listen, there's a lot of AMC traders and apes and things like that who are out there. AMD is under 100 again, which is crazy. Um, but 97, uh, they're trading in the pre-market at 99. They've gone up. So uh, I do think that those are opportunities. Um, CarMax, by the way. If you're playing earnings, CarMax missed earnings this morning, first time in a while. Uh, they were down 5% pre-market. So uh, let me take a look at my notes. I don't think I have anything else. Um, big thing today is probably oil. Play oil. Uh, I think uh, you know NVIDIA is up $7 at $226. Um, Disney is up $1.40. Uh, I think that the inflation news... I think the news was bad, but that was expected. And it's, you know, any kind of news in the market is good. Um, ironically, you know, I, I watched Super Pumped on Showtime, the, uh, the show about Uber and Travis Kalanick, I think his name is. Um, okay. If any of that, that stuff was true, what a douche. Uh, but uh, Uber, you'd be out as of April 7th. They're trading down. It's at $32. Uh, this is just the stock that's broken. But I watch, I, I like the show. A lot of my friends didn't like the show. Personally, I like the show. So it just crossed up across the ticker. So I figured I'd bring it up. Um, biggest ones today that I think, uh, you know, again, shipping. Um, I would say, let's look at Devin. Going over yesterday's notes just to see what I, what I looked at. Devin, uh, ironic, yesterday, we had a buy-in at 61.55. Not that I would recommend it uh, because, remember, I said that $60 is a, a, a key, um, key amount. Ironic, it closed at $60. 61.45 is where it's trading. You had a buy-in at 61.55. So if you believe in my algorithm, buy it. Um, over a thousand candles, you would have made 121% versus buying and holding 626% in this name. <laughs> um, 29 positions over a thousand candles, 11 were winners, 18 losses. So you're not guaranteed a win at these, these marks. There are gaps on the way down here that just have not been filled. Um, so Slightly concerned about energy at this point, but Devon Energy, you got a 6% dividend. Um, their earnings are coming up on May 2nd. Again, I think they're going to blow it away. If you look at their earnings back in 
August of last year, 60 cents a share. Uh, November, they almost doubled it, $1.08 per share. Then in February, where nobody thought they could do more, $1.39 a share. I think you're looking, you know, and by the way, the stock was trading at 51 February 15th. So you're going into uh, earnings almost $10 up. Uh, I think you've got 65 in this one. The 52-week high is 63 uh, back in March 23rd. Again, I think you got 65 in this one. Energy, I, I think these guys are killing it. Uh, Devin is one that, that I would get into. Uh, some of our shippers, Zim, there was a Tom had mentioned. Let me get to my notes on this one. Um, Tom sent me an analyst that, that recommended Fang. Oh, here's a good one. Fang. Uh, they're an energy company as well. Diamondback Energy. Uh, Fang on the algorithm. Boo, 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 boo. They've got earnings coming up on May 2nd. So you're trading into earnings on this one. The RSI is down at 45. <clears throat> the stock price has not been killed. You would be out of this one. Uh, ironically, you would have gotten in and gotten out in the next candle because you do have some MACD cross downs here. Um, and some moving averages are just kind of playing, but it's using that 50 day as a support all the way back. Um, it looks like October 1st, it's been just traveling right along this 50 day. Um, the 50 day is kind of flattening out. So, you know, now, but the analyst said, uh, Fang at 233, you're trading at 135 today. I, I, I think Fang's a buy. I'd, I'd put Fang as a buy with with analyst ratings, if you go and look. Um, again, this is one where uh, August, $2.40 a share. Um, November, $2.95, a share. And boom, February, almost dollar share per more, three sixty three dollars per share. And by the way, in uh, November, they were trading at one fourteen, And then in February, where they released earnings, they're trading at one thirty. You're seeing slight bumps in this, but all along, uh, not really earnings boomers, uh, but kind of right after earnings, they, they kind of go up and they've got a dividend. So uh, Fang, I think, is a buy. Um, Tom also mentioned the analyst who pumped Zim says, do not buy Zim on the dip. It's not a buy. Um, Zim right now, Z-I-M. I wanted to get back into this one because they do have earnings coming up. Uh, you are not a buy on the algorithm. Uh, looks like it might be coming up. It, it did, never gave us a buy. As I said, some of this, you know, the, 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 the MACD is so far down right now. The RSI is at 24. This one's crazy, crazy bad. There is a volume shelf here, I will tell you. Support at 57. Um, you're trading at 55 right now, so it's broken that one. So I don't know where it's going. The volume has been coming down in this one. Let's look at the 10-day versus the 90-day. The 90-day 90 volume is 4 million, uh, 10 days, 5 million. So you do have, still have quite a bit of volume in this one. Um, but uh, arcs are up. Whew, everything turned around. Wow, CrowdStrike up 5%. Um, Etsy up 3%. Uh, Microsoft up 1%. Microsoft at 280, by the way. Holy hell, buy. Um, it dipped down to 283. Um, Occidental's up. Uh, Palo Alto's up 2%. Palantir is up 2%. PayPal up 2%. Q 
QCLN, which is a um, renewable energy fund, up 2%. Shopify, up 3% at 637. Square, up 3%. Um, Tesla, up over 1,000 again. I forgot. Tesla dipped under 1,000. Get it when it dips under 1,000. 420 is their earnings. Um, Elon will be on that earnings call talking about full self-driving. He will be talking about full self-driving. Full self-driving is a game changer. Uh, I have a Tesla. I tried it yesterday. It has gotten better. It is still not ready for prime time. But holy hell, those people in Atlanta, um, if you know Atlanta Road, Atlanta Road and 285 are just a nightmare. This thing turned left on Atlanta Road, turned right on Spring Road, got onto 285. I didn't do a thing. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Now, I'm still scared. It wasn't perfect. It did make some moves that were a little sketchy in my mind. Um, specifically on the left-hand turn, it kind of slowed down a little bit as it was merging into the lane. Uh, Atlanta Road's a four-lane road with a center turn lane, um, and the markings aren't great on it. So it did make a little bit of a move that that was sketchy. Uh, But again, Tesla, let's see if you're in on the algorithm. I don't use the algorithm in this one. Ironically, it had a sell for a a 20% gain. Uh, yesterday in the afternoon candle. Today it's opening up. Uh, again, it closed at 975. Um, I do think that you have some, you know, it did cover that uh, 1000 to 1047 gap that we saw. So there's no gaps below. Uh, it's using today to bounce off the 200 day. You're going to have a golden cross. If you can get this at a thousand to under a thousand dollars, it's at 1003. I would say buy it. Um, you know, again, I, they they released their uh their their deliveries were record, um, and that's what kind of you know April first brought them up. Um, from that's where the gap is. Uh, March twenty fifth, March twenty eighth. There's a big gap. So Tesla, I think it's a buy. Um, United Health. Let's go to United Health. For those of you that may not be subscribed to the weekly stock picker that I follow, um, that I retweet a lot, um, he picked United Health as his play. You've got earnings coming up tomorrow on United Health. It's at 537. Um, these guys have been killing it on earnings. Uh, it's been all good news for the past few quarters where they've, uh, they've beaten. Let me see what this earnings. Earnings per share, uh, 77% surprise, uh, or I'm sorry, 4% surprise um, on the last one. Um, the earnings per share on the previous in October was a 3% uh, surprise to the upside. Um, and then back in July, it was a 6% surprise. So my expectation, you're going to see a surprise. I, I, you know, again, it's pre-market tomorrow, so I'll probably buy a little bit to get into this one. Um, You are at 52-week highs. Let's see, UNH. You are trading in the pre-market at 542. The 52-week high is 548. So you're buying into highs. But again, United Health is a stock that uh, 
typically is defensive in uh in many of the uh the recessionary kind of things. So, but we are looking at a significant up day. Um, AT and T, wow, twenty dollars and thirteen cents is up fifty cents today. Uh, I am sorry for rambling. I think I've given you great ideas again. Fang, I think, is a great purchase. I think UNH going into earnings, great purchase. Um, BAC under 30. Uvixi, uh, I think for the long term, buy Uvixi on the dip, buy energy on the dip. Energy, even though it's up today, I still think you have runs on this one. SPG, love it. JB Hunt, love it. Uh, so CrowdStrike, love it. PanW, love it. Uh, Goldman Stacks, eh, like it. JP Morgan. Love it. It's got a, a good dividend. Um, so, uh, JP Morgan, again, down 16% to the year to date. If you think J- uh, Jamie Dimon's okay with that and is going to let that happen on an earnings call and not pump his own stock, you're crazy. Apple, 168. Love it. It's under 170. Uh, again, five years from now, is Apple going to be 170 or is it going to be, you know, um, 400? Equivalent. I think 400 equivalent. I'm going out and buying a new MacBook and a new uh, iPhone. So, oh, yeah. If you guys listen to this podcast and you're 34 or 35 minutes in right now, go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Um, I don't know how you do it on on Android, but wherever you see this podcast, leave a review. Hit it five stars. I know I've made some of you guys money. Um, A lot of people have, uh, you know, offered to tip me. I don't want money. Uh, my actual, you don't hear ads on this anymore because uh, my ad is gone. They were paying me for that one. But uh, Spotify actually realized, hey, we're paying you too much. So uh, I think, it, you know, I only made like 100 bucks off it. Not sure how much, but it wasn't that much. Um, and I've been doing it since 2020. So uh, essentially 2020 to now $100, uh, that's less than unemployment and less than any government handout that I know of. So, uh, it's not that much. I am grateful for it. I love doing this. I would be talking to myself. Um, and that's essentially why I started the podcast is because I was looking at stocks and I'm like, okay, I'm talking to myself. Why am I talking to myself? Let me talk to some folks. So, uh, I know some of you guys have wanted to tip me. Um, the support is on Spotify. If you go there, you can leave me a tip. It goes directly to me. I think they charge me like 20 cents transaction fee or something. It's great. Um, Feel free to do that. I will lose you money, as you've seen with Shopify. Uh, But if I made you money, I'm like a bartender. Appreciate it. But the big thing that you could do is um, leave a review. Um, And if you hate me, you can leave a review like that too. Uh, I, you know, again, I'd be talking to myself uh, if I wasn't talking to you guys. So if you, if you like it, leave a review. If you can, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for all the good words. Thank you for all the support. I, I really appreciate it. Um, and if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Take care.